You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 58. Do you feel overwhelmed because your Etsy shop looks great on the platform, but in the background, your financial numbers are a bit messy? I can completely relate to the feeling of wanting to be creative and have somebody else magically do all of my numbers. I think I developed this feeling because I was unsure how to keep track of my expenses, receipts, and all the pesky things that lead us to tax time. Today's guest is here to explain that you don't need to be overwhelmed, and frankly, I think he offers an excellent solution. Best of all, Brendan has a special offer for you, so be sure to tune in until the end. Hi, Brendan. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Maria. So let's talk about accounting. Can you tell <laughs> me about your your background and how you found yourself focusing on Etsy accounting? Yeah, sure. So my background is I went to a small school in uh, Philadelphia and I graduated with a degree in accounting there. After I graduated, I went to work in public accounting, which is not a super fun profession, but I kind of cut my teeth, as they say, in public accounting. Three years ago, I started my own bookkeeping, accounting, and QuickBooks firm. So for the past three years, I've been doing that. And while I was doing it, I came across a lot of Etsy sellers, handmade sellers that really struggled with the accounting, bookkeeping, and tax side of their business. So how I kind of got into this was that I realized that while they were great at crafting and creating and doing all that stuff, they didn't always understand the accounting and tax side. Okay. Yeah. I have to admit that this topic would have sent me running in the opposite direction (laughs) a couple of years ago. Sure. But over the years, I think I've come to realize that it's super important to know your numbers. Mm -hmm. And even still, I think it's difficult for creatives to get excited about accounting. Um, (laughs) I always say, if, if I could just make jewelry all day long and somebody else could deal with the accounting, it would make me so much happier. But it is important to know the numbers. So how is it that you can help? Is it through your course or are you still doing um, accounting for small business owners? uh, So I do do both. The main way I believe I can help is through the course itself. So I have three different options for a course that I sell. What they do is they go over exactly how to do this. And I know it's definitely not the most exciting thing to do, but it will kind of give you an insight on how to do this yourself and some of the key metrics and analytics that you kind of need to further look into your business. So I do offer the course. That's kind of the main thing that I offer for the Etsy sellers. I also do provide one-on-one coaching as well as do-it-for-you services. The one-on-one coaching and the do-it-for-you services are a little bit on the higher end Mm -hmm. and require a little bit more time on my end. But I do have kind of a three-for-one deal. The course, the one-on-one coaching, and then the overall do-it-for-you services. Well, in terms of the the government loans that are being offered, would you be able to advise a small business owner when it's right to pay yourself a salary? I know a lot of small Etsy business owners missed a chance to apply for a loan since they didn't have anyone on payroll. Yeah. So the, the PPP loans and the government loans were definitely really tricky. And to be honest, they still kind of are a little bit. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to, like you said, the salary. So. There's two ways to do this. The first is that if you're self-employed and you don't take a salary, you are still able to apply for the loan itself and take the loan. Now, how it works when you're self-employed is you take that, let's just say $10,000, 
and you transfer it from your business bank account into your personal account. And that's going to be your quote unquote payroll. The, the way that it works is at the end of, let's say at the end of the year, you have a net income of $10,000. That's the amount of money that you're allowed to quote unquote pay yourself through that loan. For the other way, if you're actually on a standard payroll where you run payroll weekly or biweekly or quarterly, the way that you can do that is I recommend getting yourself set up with an actual payroll system, whether it's QuickBooks payroll or Gusto or another online service that'll kind of handle it for you. The best way to decide on when to do it is it depends, which is not a great answer, but as soon as you have enough cash flow to account for your actual salary and then pay for the additional payroll taxes is the best time that you can do it. Typically, it's around 40% of your net income is when you can start to pay yourself a salary. It seemed like a big business. It seemed like a lot of them were struggling to apply because they didn't have their ducks in a row. You know, if a big company didn't have their act together, I would imagine that if your stuff's in disarray as a small business owner, it would have been very complicated to apply. That's very, very true. I was very busy during that time frame trying to get people people's ducks in a row for that. How it how it mm-hmm. typically works is it'll go off of your tax return for the previous year. That's how the last rounds went. Now that the new rounds just came out, it may be a little bit more different on the guidelines. But yes, it it was very difficult if you didn't really have anything together right. as far as paperwork. And it was it was a mess, you know, to be honest. It was extremely confusing on who could get it. And most confusing part for the Etsy sellers was the payroll side, like you said. If you don't actually mm-hmm. draw an actual payroll, then people thought they couldn't get it. But that wasn't true. They they changed that with the second wave of the first round where self-employed people were allowed to take the PPP loan. And what you do with it after that is totally up to you. Okay. Yeah. Well, were they still offering the forgiveness part of it? I yes. mean, if, because it must be a little bit more difficult to prove that you're using <laughs> it for expenses and you know all that. Yeah, very difficult. The It's still up in the air, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. on how to forgive it. But the simplest way to kind of think about it is if you get, you know, let's just say you get $10,000 that's considered your pay. Now, how do you prove that you paid yourself? Well, the easiest way is you have a hopefully business bank account set up and you just transfer the money from your business account into your personal account. And that's kind of your audit trail or your paper record of where the money went. I think having an accountant or somebody that can guide you must be so valuable (laughs) so that you don't end up, you know, with making a huge mistake. What do you think is the biggest pitfall that you see a small business owner falling into? Uh, Honestly, it's not having your information together, like you said. The biggest pitfall that I've run into is I have a couple of Etsy clients, a couple of bigger Etsy clients that have hired me to do the books for them. And once I do the books for them, they don't like the information that I give back to them. Uh They, they, (laughs) They don't realize that what you have in the bank is not always the best thing to go on. What you need to go on is an actual profit and loss statement on a balance sheet statement. And I think a lot of the biggest pitfall, I guess I would say, is that you don't have records in place. And if you do, they're probably not accurate or as accurate as they could be. And you're kind of lying to yourself in a way and you're underestimating how much money you may have made or overestimating how much money you actually may have made in the business. 
So say with your course, do you walk people through like how to plug in the right numbers to get an actual picture of what? Yeah. Okay. So so the course is, is intense. You know, I'll I'll be honest. It's, it's about eight hours long and it goes over from beginning to end. I personally think the best reason of the course is actually take you through a real life Etsy client of mine from beginning to end. So we start with literally nothing, no idea of what to do. And I walk you through all the different reports that you need to gather from either it's Etsy or Shopify, or most importantly, your bank and credit card accounts. We walk through how to get all that information, how to organize all that information, and then how to make sure we have all that information together there and accurate. The course walks through how to do literally everything from beginning to end, as far as what you need to gather, how to gather it, how to organize it, and then how to get it into QuickBooks Self-Employed or QuickBooks Online. Okay. Well, that sounds intense, it's but very so intense. necessary. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's very but intense. You, yeah. I think a lot of what makes things maybe unappealing is not knowing where to start. So if you're actually starting from the position where you're taking somebody who doesn't have any of this figured out, like you were saying, I really think that that's the best way to teach somebody. And and it removes a little of that fear of where do I begin or am I going to just make more of a mess? And sometimes it's kind of like a train wreck, like you want it, you, you want to know and you don't want to know. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the biggest thing I've come across is there's a lot of information that you need, especially if you're selling on Etsy or you're selling a handmade item. You have a lot of transactions that take place and it can be intimidating if you don't know where to start or don't know how to start. So I hope I, I the course is long enough that we, we should be able to cover everything, but it can be a struggle when you have no idea where to even start. ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers for a reason. With ShipStation, you can print all of your labels from one place. If you're like me, you're probably selling on more than one platform. ShipStation seamlessly integrates all of your sales into one place, so all you need to do is print your labels. Get a 30-day free trial when you click on the link in the show notes. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Right. Well, what is, in general, what is the average price range to hire an accountant versus maybe taking the course? So it, it definitely depends. If you hire an accountant to just do your taxes, it could be anywhere between 300 to $3,000. And I know that's a terrible range. Typically to just do your taxes, I'd say it's probably around $500 for a good accountant to do your taxes. Now, what that doesn't include is actually getting all of the records together. Now, that usually is the hardest part. And if that's the bookkeeping side, the cheapest that you're going to find out there for month-to-month bookkeeping is going to be, you know, $150 a month times 12, you know, you're looking at a pretty steep accounting cost there. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you have to pay around $500 to do the taxes as well. Very rarely will a CPA do the books and the taxes together for 500. It's it's typically a little bit more than that. A good CPA wouldn't do it for that price at least. Right. So would your course cover that then where you're able to maintain all of that without having to hire an accountant? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the The main portion of the course is how to, as boring as it sounds, how to be your own accountant so you don't have to worry about all that stuff. The course is definitely way cheaper than hiring somebody for at a minimum $150 a month just to keep track of your information. Right. And it's, you know, just a 
uh, quick, maybe to call some people out. It only takes about 15 minutes per month for that $150. So you can kind of do the math on how long it may take times how much you're actually getting. Well, and once you know what information you actually need, I feel like it's not as daunting, but you know, it almost sounds without having the information, like you're going to be doing hours upon hours of accounting on your business. So sure. you take all of that out of it and it just seems like, well, I could manage, you know, 15, 20 minutes a month. Yeah, exactly. Once you get it set up, it's super easy to keep up with it. And that's definitely a struggle some people have is keeping up with it month to month. But I think after a while, once you kind of start to realize how to do it, you become more invested in that side of the business and in your business overall, because you're seeing month to month ratios and analysis that you can kind of use to grow the business. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of times we focus more on our social media analytics more than than our numbers. And gosh, I, I would imagine that those numbers mean way more, the accounting numbers. Sure. Yeah. You can definitely get a thousand likes, but if they don't transfer into dollars, then there's you know no point, right. no point in uh you kind of doing, in my opinion, at least. Right, for sure. Well, what is the biggest advantage to having this program or an accountant? Like, I'm just wondering for all those people that might have to go through like the dreaded audit, will this help you structure how to maintain your records and everything? Yeah, sure. So the biggest advantage of having this is a couple of different things. The first is that dreaded word that you just said. It'll help you sleep. Yes. <laughs> It'll help you sleep easier at night knowing that you have everything in place. And God forbid, it is very rare that you actually will get audited. But if you get audited, it's not really a big deal if you have everything together and you can provide receipts and you can provide actual reports and information to an auditor and say, hey, you know, here's exactly what I reported on my tax return. Here's exactly how it is in my accounting system. And here's all the backup data and receipts that I have to substantiate this or report this. That's definitely a huge advantage of the course itself. The other like more business advantage of the course is that in my experience, once you actually realize where the money goes, it's going to help you realize where to cut down on spending, where to increase spending, what your profit margins are, how much to price a product for, where you can actually dive in to the numbers and see where the money's going. That's more of the business side of things. The The audit side of things, is it, it will definitely help you sleep easier at night if you have all of your stuff together as far as the actual books and the receipts. At the minimum, I always, you know, say make sure you're keeping everything separate, but but it does make you feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that if you ever have to pull everything together, that you're only providing what you need and that you're also not I, I think maybe sometimes having everything scattered makes it look a little bit more suspicious, you know. Absolutely. Like why, I yeah. I used to be an, not an IRS auditor, but I used to be an auditor in public accounting. And you can kind of tell uh, you want to make those people ha as happy as they can be, or they will keep yeah. digging into further things. You know, I, I, I heard you mention the mixing of the personal and business expenses. That's definitely a big no-no and something that you right. it happens. And there's definitely procedures that you can take if it does happen, but it'll make you look less professional and less business-like. And all those quote-unquote business deductions that you take are going to look a little more shady now. 
now because you're you, you're spending personal money out of the same account. And is this really a business is, is what they're going to say. Okay, got it. Well, on that note, with the write-offs, I feel like people are always excited to, to consider maybe taking write-offs. Um, but at the same time, I think you almost have to embrace the good with the bad. Sure. <laughs> so it is part of accounting. So do you have recommendations in the course as to what you should or can write off yeah. without... Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I recommend taking whatever you can back up and say that this is legitimately for business. Now, there's obvious expenses in a handmade store or an Etsy store, and that's the products that you buy to resell, whether it's yarn or sweaters or whatever it is that you're going to resell. All of that is definitely a business deduction. The The gray areas of the deductions are going to be your mileage, your meals and entertainment, and your home office deduction. Now, we do I do go over that in the course more specifically, but those are always the things that people think they can get away with. When you go to you go out to eat and you talk about business for 30 seconds, you think you can write it off. That's something that right. you may you may be able to. It depends on how risky you want to be. What I kind of always recommend is if somebody asked you, somebody that wasn't your friend, you know, asked you if this was a legitimate business expense and you can prove it and you feel that it is, then you're allowed to write it off. That's the whole point of you know opening a business. Any Anything that mm-hmm. anything that's going to improve your business or anything that you need for the business is certainly a tax write-off. As long as you have the receipts for it and can prove that it's for business, you can write it off. Okay. Yeah. So again, you probably go over that as to what receipts you want to hang on to. <laughs> I, I would recommend keeping everything as annoying as yeah. that is. The the only reason is it'll help you sleep easier at night, knowing that God forbid anything were to ever happen. And it is rare. It's definitely rare, but anything mm-hmm. ever were to happen, you have all the receipts there for yourself and can prove, hey, listen, you know, this meal was a legitimate expense. I took a client out, you know, here's the signature and we have everything together. Yeah. Well, just on the on a little side note in terms of how messy it would get to have to keep all these papers, mm-hmm. um, are receipts that are scanned acceptable? Oh, or- yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. And, and I go over the, di- there's a lot of different ways you can keep track of receipts. If you use okay. a system like QuickBooks, you know, you can just upload the receipts in there. Some of the better systems I've seen are on Google Drive. You know, you just make a folder in Google Drive, call it your receipts, and you organize it, whatever makes sense for you. And I've also seen people keeping a literal shoebox of just receipts, and just in case, they'll scan through them at some point. But uh, scannable receipts are definitely, definitely acceptable. What is the one thing that you feel every small business owner should consider doing when they're just starting out? When they're just starting out, I would look into establishing an LLC, if that makes sense for you. Now, that's more of a legal side of things, but Mm-hmm. It is something that you should look into and consider getting if you want to protect yourself. That's from the legal side of things and just the LLC is a little bit of accounting as well. Yeah. The other big thing that I always recommend is separating out your business expenses and your personal expenses. It doesn't necessarily need to be a business bank account, but what I would do is create a separate personal bank account that is only strictly for business. That way it'll make your life a lot easier. God forbid you don't do your books for the whole year. You have to do it real quick. It'll be a lot easier to do it out of one bank account as opposed to kind of going through your personal and your business transactions and trying to figure out what's what. 
that makes a lot of sense. And along those lines with the expenses, I always just keep one credit card that I only use for business. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, for the, at the end of the year, it just makes it so much easier to pull out that one statement and see how all the expenses and how it broke down. But do you think that's a good idea? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. However you can separate it out, I I would recommend. Yeah. Same thing with a credit card. Just keep one credit card for business reasons. At the end of the year, you can export it to an Excel and you can create a lot of things in Excel that way, you know, as far as getting all the deductions that you need. Right. Oh, I love that. Well, Brendan, where can we connect with you? So I have a couple of different ways. I do have uh, Instagram. It's called Etsy Accounting on Instagram. And also have a website where you can find a course, a blog, and a couple other cool things on the accounting and tax side of the Etsy business. It's called theperfectaccountingsystem.com. Okay. Well, although it's an Etsy accounting course, you kind of mentioned Shopify. And it sounds to me that even if maybe you have your own site, like you probably could make use of all of these. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. 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 Shopify, okay. the, the way that I like to explain it is Shopify, Etsy, and Amazon, they're all marketplaces. And it's just what report you're pulling from the marketplace for the accounting. You can use the same methods I have for Shopify or Amazon as well, or PayPal. Perfect. I have seen a few people that just use their Instagram account to sell on. So they don't even have a a website. They're just selling right on Instagram. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brendan. You made accounting feel way less confusing. (laughs) I, I sure hope so. Well, there you have it, my friend, another amazing CEO creating calm in the creative business community with his course. I love that Brendan saw a gap in the market and decided to create a product that would help small creative business owners. And in doing so, he's also given us the ability to take a look at our business in a different light. When you look at your business from the numbers perspective, you might find that you need to increase your pricing, cut unneeded expenses, and best of all, you get to be more intentional with your spending. This to me sounds like a dream come true. Brendan is offering 20% off of his course. I'll have the link for you in the show notes. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job. 